everyone. Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have Miss Lauren Dukes. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm going to start out with letting you take over and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Lauren, as you already said. Um, I am a singer-songwriter, originally from Chicago, but now living in the Northwest Indiana uh, area, right on a border town of Hammond, so not super far from my hometown. Um, yeah, it's, it's I'm a full-time musician, been blessed to get to do this full-time for about the last eight or nine years, um, and a mother of two, <laughs> so... That's, that's the main point. Okay. So what were you doing before you went into music full time? Well, I was always entrenched in music somehow. Uh, it was just at first I was in more so uh, uh, choirs and, um, and, and mostly like gospel realm type uh, events. And, and then uh, I also, goodness, I was, a student while also trying to form a band and uh, I've been a, uh, an administrative assistant in doctor's offices when I was married I was also like an office manager so I had mostly administrative roles when I wasn't being a full-time musician but it was always ever since the age of four whatever I was doing be it being a student or having some other job music was always there too Okay. Well, do you think having a background in clerical work and being administrative assistants and different things like that, do you think that that has aided in your success as an artist on knowing the business side of music? Um, it maybe helped like organ organizations, you know, keeping events, uh, clients, the communication with them, um, but not necessarily the the musical business side. I have a bunch of friends and colleagues that go to whole, you know, schools, be it Columbia or DePaul, when they go to creative arts um, or, or creative driven schools that have those business classes, because I think I'm horrible at that, at that part. But the clerical side of it did allow for um, I think just better communication with clients and, and a bit more organizational skills as far as um, as far as keeping up with the, my, the business side of, of, of my artistry. Okay. So tell me your process in creating a release. Well, it, this was my first one. So it started off with just making sure first and foremost, like I have two, two young sons making sure schedules was going to be okay. Cause let them know, let my family know, um, I'm going to be out of <laughs> probably out of MIA for a little bit. Um, and making sure that they're okay with, with the process before it started. Um, brainstorming with other friends who are musicians. I have a ton of talented, just, just creative, gifted people that also have had more um, experience with releases. Um, 
picking their brains, finding out, okay, what, what does this take on the financial side? How long, um, just trying to go into it with as much information as possible, being that this is my first one. Um, and then I already had my songs written so that at least the harder part was, was already done. Um, after working with, uh, the talented people in my band, um, my producer and drummer Andy Sutton, and the guitarist, and also he helped arrange um, my songs because I did the, the lyrics and gave them basically the foundation of what the melodies will be and maybe like chord progressions. But they took them and and breathed new life into them. So after everything was recorded, which is the the tedious part, that took about a year and a half um, due to the COVID shutdown. But uh, after that. Then, yeah, the producer, he went to work with like, okay, this is what we imagined for the release. This is our timeline. Um, seeing who else wanted to be involved, uh, getting sponsors. And it, it seemed like after the, the, the EP was actually in the can and finished and mastered and mixed, then it seemed like the last couple of months just really blew by. I, I haven't felt like I've slept since since February, really. <laughs> okay, so tell me this. How did you get to the point of trusting someone else with your music when you said the producers that you had made it better? Because some, not all, um, I would say independent artists are very overprotective of their music. So how was it and how did you get to, to the point of allowing someone else to work on something that you have worked on? Well, um, I go, I operate so much off feel. If something doesn't feel right, if something isn't giving you a good vibe, and I'm sure, you know, your listeners and audience and you being creative type, you get what that means. It's it's a portion of your, your brain, but so much more of your heart and soul. If something doesn't feel right, you just tend to not want to move in that uh, direction. And and also, I noticed with Andy Sutton, with the producer, I ended up going with um, everyone else. Things didn't quite come into fruition as fluid or as quickly as when it was right. When you have the right people, when you have the right musicians, when you have the right, um, you know, a, a, a wonderful musician and musician um, and producer in Memphis uh, directed us to our who ended up essentially who ended up ultimately um, mastering it. Just everything after you got the right people, after everything felt right, it just it flowed. It was there were no obstacles and barriers once you had that right people. But how I ended up because you're right, very being very protective. I had the songs written over over like eight years ago, um, and it just didn't feel right with anybody else, um, and so I didn't do anything with them. And then uh, prayer, a lot of a lot of prayer. I uh, um. I don't want to get all religious on here, but it's uh, every, I can't make a move if I feel like God really isn't saying, okay, it's it's the time to make the move on this. Okay, this, this so. person is a good person. It's just yeah, everyone I chose to work with, they have such welcoming, ethical vibes about them, and they're all beasts at what they do. That it just went off feel, and it thank God it was right. <laughs> 
So is that one of the reasons why you have been a full-time musician artist for nine years, but you are just now releasing your first project? Is it because of that or why did it take you nine years to decide to release a solo project? Well, not a solo project, but a project. It. I talked to other people and no, and and it's not that anyone else was less talented. Um, it's it was just it didn't feel right, and I didn't feel like I had the green light. And now, my sons are they're still young, but they're older. Um, I have an eight and a ten year old. Before when I wrote the songs, I had a toddler and and you know a, a brand new brand new baby still had new new car smell on them. Um, so. <laughs> so it just practically it it's not that it can't be done um women are great multitaskers women have to, and especially moms have to be able to run households and, and, and maneuver so it's not that it couldn't be done but i just felt it would be easier if they are older um i didn't feel like the band that i originally wrote it with um that when I was writing the songs, the band that I was playing with then, um, I didn't think then that they were very interested in or serious about recording then. There was a lot of growth on all of our parts. And I didn't see that um, at that time it would have been right with them. Um, a few of them have gone on to like form other bands and record with them, but that was also years down the line. So, um, yeah, just I it didn't feel right. And talking to other um, when I did speak with some other maybe like Chicago um, producers, it, they wanted to change way too much of it. Um, and and I, it's not that I have like a I don't really think of myself as a brand or anything. But if someone is proposing something that sounds like the antithesis of me, I just it I, even if it's a good idea. It won't be a good idea for me, so I'll, I'll let someone else <laughs> do that one. Okay. Yeah. So I ask this question a lot, and I'm going to ask you, what special seasoning do you as an artist put on your chosen genre? On my chosen what? Genre. Uh... I don't think of myself as a, a, a genre artist. Um, Tell me multi, multi-genre. I think, though, any artist in whichever they choose, or if they choose to be kind of all over the place and, um, as I call it, musically promiscuous, <laughs> then uh, that main seasoning, I think that it's something that can't be taught but it is definitely something that you can, that anybody, whether they be a musician or or not, or just a music appreciator. You bring. Oh, what I bring. Okay. Um, feeling, emotion. So um, regard, regardless of what I sing, regardless of what genre it is, I want to convey my full self in any note, any word, any lyric, be it mine, or if I'm, covering an artist is is that I think that's what's kept me booked is because people know 
she means this. She loves this. She loves it's that it's that love for it. And I think um, my heart being in the right place for it. I don't do this for accolades. I don't do it for riches and fame. Mm-hmm. I do it because, and I think what I bring to it that is that um, that you can sense that desire, maybe that that anointing that this person is doing exactly what God put her on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. So, and a, a love for people into it. I bring a, a love for um, what it is I'm blessed to do, an appreciation. I guess you can you can say it is like I don't I don't take this for granted. It's it's a blessing to be able to be a full time musician, and it's really hard. And uh, a joke amongst some of, a lot of my musician friends is like, oh, I have tens of dollars. So it's not like we're doing this to get. Not everybody's doing this to to, to you know be the next Beyonce, and um, so it's uh, love. I bring love and and soul into whatever I say. Okay. So tell me about your project. It is a five track EP, self titled Lauren Dukes. Um, I did originally want to call it Controlled Chaos because a lot of my um songs. I'll have one that sounds like hip hop, one that sounds like R&B, one that sounds neo soul, one that sounds jazz, one that sounds folk, one that sounds Latin. So it was, it was so much. It, but we ended up choosing like the five, the five that we ended up choosing to go on the project, ended up kind of being more in like a R&B, neo soul, jazz fusion lane. So I said, okay, I'll save controlled chaos for later. But yeah, it's a self-titled five track EP. When did you release it? September 2nd. And so it's on all the streaming apps and um, and my website has physical copies along with merchandise, T-shirts and little hats. And um, so yeah, September 2nd was the actual release date. We released one single on June. No, July. <laughs> we released one 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 single July. Or was it August? I'm so sorry. The months have just flown by. So we released one single prior to September and then and then each week in August, each Wednesday, we released one music video. And it was it was a live performance video. Kind of um think of like tiny desk okay. style, everybody in a room. Um we released one every Wednesday to kind of coincide with the culmination of the um September second release. And that was it was it was fun. Yeah. So tell me, all of the songs that you have on the EP, are those songs that you wrote eight years ago or do you have anything that's brand new in there? All of them are from um, when I wrote them about eight years ago. Uh, There's a ballad called Addicted. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty straightforward. Just somebody who really gets under your skin. And um, I feel like in songwriting, you have to go in extremes. It can't be. I like you. No, it has to be I'm obsessed or I hate you. So addicted is the ballad. There's a song called Closure. Um, and it's just it it can be interpreted as just having that one last tryst with just you know, closing a door. I'm like, okay, I didn't want this forever, but just one more time. Um 
it can, and it could be applied to anything, I guess, also, too. Uh, <laughs> a Hectic Love Week is a song about just everyone knows one of those couples that make up and break up. Break up and make up just re- just re- so repeatedly, whereas it's their, it's their pattern. And, uh, I, yeah, I wrote that about a friend who I saw going through that. That's toxic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I'm performing it live, I'm ad- when I'm addressing the audience, telling them about the songs, like, okay, either you know a couple like this, and if you don't, you are in that couple. It's so every, everyone, uh, that's, and that one's ended up being a lot of people's favorites. It's called, yeah, Hectic Love Week. And, um, and then there is, Oh gosh, <laughs> um, El Boogie. The full title is El Boogie on the Mic. Okay. That is that's like a funk. It's like a funk dance, more yeah. dancey. And uh, that one I wrote because I I watched an interview with uh, Prince saying that he wrote his song Cream while looking mm-hmm. in the mirror. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> makes sense after you after you take really take a look at the lyrics. So this is my miniature less genius version of cream and uh this is probably one of the only songs i've i've ever written about myself but it's just it's explaining or describing how i hope i make people feel better when i step behind the mic and uh then we also have let's see hectic closure el boogie addicted what am i missing uh oh flawed perfection um that one's about how two very imperfect people. We're, we're all flawed. Two people can come together and make a perfect pair. So was this EP your debut to the world of your writing ability? So this is brand new, even though you have held on to it this long. This is your debut to the world. This is brand yeah. new. Yes. Okay. Well, I thank you for coming. And I would like for you to give everybody your social media handle and anything, last thing about you, where they can find your music at, anything that you think that was interesting that someone needs to know about Lauren Dukes. Well, I'm very appreciative that you invited me on your show. Thank you for allowing an outlet for independent artists to get out there. And um, I think that's great what you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, It's uh, my name is Lauren Dukes on Facebook and Instagram. I'm a terrible millennial, so I don't like social media a whole lot. Uh, but you can most, I post where I'll be. I perform live all the time. Uh, not always with a band, sometimes with an acoustic duo um, or trio or something. Uh, you can yeah find me at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, Dukes, D-U-K-E-S. Uh, I have a website, Miss laurendukes.com the miss is spelled out m-i-s-s um you can find physical copies of my ep if you're interested also handmade hand designed t-shirts not hand designed by me because that is not my creative gift (laughs) but our our producer's wife is a very talented artist graphic designer and and um she's amazing and she hand designed even like shirts and the hats and like which come in handy because a sister don't always feel like doing her hair <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh yeah i've been i've been wearing my merch out lately i was like is this narcissistic um but yeah it's, yeah. it's on the website and 
and if uh, anyone is interested, if you like live music, uh, look at my Facebook page and I post where I'll be and come up and say hi. I do requests. I don't always just do my music. Uh, mostly what pays the bills is the cover artist part of it. So it's, um, I'm, I just, I, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to get to share the craziness that goes on up here or in here with, with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I heard her. You can find her on all streaming platforms and you can find her on her website at what is www.missmisslaurendukes. And you can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Lauren Dukes. Yes. All right. You can find us on all podcasting platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and on the blog. Bye.